Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani for this week's Thursday Chinwag. Sadia, it's Here really nice to see you. <laughs> Well, Hi, how are you, Noreen? Yes, I'm very well. I say see you because we I can see you via Zoom and I hope our listeners can join us on Facebook this afternoon as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Sadia um, in London. Yes, I'm still in London and in London it is 7 o'clock in the morning. So it's a bit of an early start to get your makeup on and be ready for your Zoom session. So Beautiful. I'm always ready. Really appreciate it. <laughs> so what's the topic today? It's it's a topic well, that's very top- relevant to the pandemic, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an interesting topic. I mean, for Chinwag certainly is interesting because I was going to talk about small talk as such. <laughs> and um, the reason I'm talking about this is I saw a really interesting article about it recently and it's it's something that was actually on my mind for the last couple of weeks because um, I, you know, I have been sort of here in the UK, you know, for the last, since January, and majority of the time I have been isolated in the house. I've not had much interaction because we're still in lockdown. And this is something that I'm sure a lot of people across the world, whether it be Hong Kong or London or wherever, can identify with that, you know, being, being in lockdown and not having the kind of interaction that we've been used to all our lives, suddenly you find that when you do actually see people and you do start talking, I've found, I've found, although I'm a broadcaster and everything, I've found myself a little bit tongue-tied sometimes. And I feel like you I need to think about what, yeah, yeah. I know it's shocking, isn't it? But, but sometimes I just find like because I'm so used to being by myself and being quiet. Sometimes, okay, I'm talking on social media and things like that. But um, but that's something that seems like quite a few people are feeling. So this article I was reading was very interesting because basically he was saying that, you know, this guy was saying that, well, you know, I'm just finding that I'm losing the ability to small talk because I've been so used to social isolation and not seeing large numbers of people. People. And he said that I'm kind of like, I do go on Zoom. Obviously, you know, we're used to going on the laptop. We're, we're on Zoom right now and we chat. But the thing is that, you know, with Zoom, you tend to, you know, if you're in business meetings, you get down to business. You know, there's little chit chat. And when there is chit chat, sometimes it's a bit difficult because, you know, a number of people can't speak at once because then, you know, you overlap and it's all a bit messy. And so what happens is that then people, he was saying that, like, you know, what I feel is that um, I'm just not as sharp as I used to be like you know that I'm a good listener um, and he and he listens but he says he's not as quick on his feet as he normally was he's kind of missing a few cues when people are speaking and when people are asking him a question he's kind of babbling a little bit and rambling a little bit because it's all a little bit there's a little bit of anxiety attached to it so when I started to look into this and I thought yeah I can understand that I can understand that you would feel that because we're so used to um, being in small groups now and actually this happened to me a couple of weeks ago Um, you know somebody said to me oh do you want to like although it's locked down they said oh do you want to come and meet a couple of people and this and that and I just thought 
no, do you know, I'm not in the mood. I'm actually quite happy being by myself and just talking with with my daughter or whatever. Watching Korean so, drama on Netflix. Yeah, I've, I've, stopped, I've given up the Korean dramas for a little while. But I found that sort of any kind of socializing, even chatting a lot on, on the media, you know, social media, was getting quite tiring. It gets quite tiring because you're not used to it. Now, obviously, as a broadcaster, you know, you're broadcasting every day and people are there. And that is that is our bread and butter and that's what we do. So maybe you would be less inclined to feel that. But certainly, I think other people may not, um, you know, identify with that. I feel it sometimes. And, and I think that yeah? there's that expectation that because you're a broadcaster, you're, you're quite a chatty person. And I'm not denying, of course, I'm a chatty person. But in my sort of over-articulate life on air... Sometimes when I leave the studio, I, I, I prefer not to talk. And it, it kind yeah. of surprises people. And it also depends on your mood as well. I think people expect yeah. you to be sort of, you know, chatting lots. Oh, what, who did you interview today? And, and, and sort of give them the lowdown. But a lot of times, you know, when I go to a party, if I'm in the mood, I'll chat. But if not, I'm quite happy to sit back and let other people chat. Or chatter down. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, you just think, well, I want a break now. I just want to sit and listen to people instead. But I can understand that. And also, well, the the other thing that was mentioned here too is that, you know, we a whole kind of thing of social spaces has changed, right? So, for instance, um, you know, you might be standing at a bus stop, or you might be standing somewhere else, or in a you know in a line somewhere. Your natural inclination is to maybe. I know I would do that, that I would start a conversation with somebody. At now, a bus certain, stop? Yeah, you might. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I do it here in the UK. The fact is... What do you the say to is, them, Sadia? Like, they're well, standing you know, there waiting for the bus. You might just say, oh, hi, or whatever, or, or you make a comment about something or other. I mean, I don't always do it, but it, it's something that you can do. Are they usually quite good-looking and, and younger men? <laughs> Well, I would obviously be maybe a little bit discriminative where these things are concerned. <laughs> might be so, but it's not like I'm going to chat up anyone. But I'm saying just up. generally, you might have little kid, you might have a little child there with a mum next to you, and then you might say, "Oh, look, it's really cute," and whatever. And you might, and you might have a conversation. But I think our whole sp social spaces have changed in that we are so c careful about who we're going to speak to, and now because we have masks on, and because you know we know this thing about distance there's less inclination for us to actually talk we keep quiet and for me like certainly you know since I've been in Hong Kong um, because I don't speak Cantonese or Mandarin or anything um, you know it is even more of a situation where I've I've kept quiet because like you know I might be buying vegetables or I might be doing something else but I can't make any comments I can't really talk so I keep quiet so so that I've conditioned myself to keep quiet when I'm out like that because I can't speak to anyone you know so I think during the pandemic quite a few people have sort of felt that that they are less inclined to stand there and talk to anyone or anything like that you know so so I think you're right be, about and that. And I think people miss, draining. yeah, and I think people miss that. And they, you, you know, it's easy to feel isolated during the pandemic. Um, but it's also difficult to get back in the groove because people have been working from home. We've been yeah. very lucky that, you know, if we do come to work, we, we need to be at the office, we need to be in the studio. But a lot of my friends have been at home and perhaps they don't have family in Hong Kong. So they've really been alone, alone in the house, away from their colleagues, away yeah. from their friends and yeah, family. Yeah. Um, 
And I can imagine that, it, you know, they miss people. But then once you see them, it's kind of that awkward catching up time. It's like, oh, what have you been up to? Oh, well, stuck yeah. at home. And you're right. I think the word that you've said is absolutely right in terms of awkward. And I think that is the concern that people have, that after so much time by themselves and being used to just uh, their close-knit family, it becomes the whole uh, the whole thing about small talk and thing become a little bit of an issue because you do feel a bit more awkward. Um, because, you know, you've suddenly come out, it's like you've been let loose now and now you can speak and, and meet people. And it's not always as easy as that. Certainly, I think, you know, it depends on personalities, obviously. Some people will find it less of a problem, but others might find it quite difficult. Um, and I was kind of looking at what do you do about it? How do you kind of get back into it? And some of the solutions to improving those conversations is one... You Go know, to a bus stop. You go to a bus stop, find a good-looking person, have a good chat. Um, or you could, you know, if you're thinking about the actual words you're going to say, then asking kind of open questions compared to just a direct question to somebody, like where somebody's more inclined to respond to you and listening to them. And I think the one thing that always works when you want to start a conversation off is get that person to talk about themselves because people always like talking about themselves. So that's one way of starting it off. But, you know, the whole thing, like, I suppose hairdressers are the ideal people to ask about this, you know, because they spend a lot of that time just chatting. As Chattling they idly, yes. That's uh, actually... I mean, my hairdressers... And taxi drivers. Quiet. And taxi drivers yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I, I couldn't... I, I can't really... Um, relate to that in Hong Kong because they don't speak to me because it just the you know the language problem becomes a thing so you obviously experience that but I don't sometimes um, and then it was this whole thing about moving from this one-to-one -one thing and to this whole communal thing with with people this guy who wrote this article was also saying things like that before when he used to walk his dog people would just kind of stand there and their dogs would sort of talk to one another and smell each other and this and that but the owners wouldn't talk and now what's happened because hmm. of the pandemic because you don't see anyone the owners are talking at the same time which is a it's, a, it's an interesting thing you know but but were we already moving to a culture where people where people were not actually speaking to one another? Because, I mean, if you think of young people and I suppose older people alike, we're so glued to our phones and messaging and things like that, that actual physical um, conversation is not has diminished over time anyway you know, with social media. So is that something that we were going to do anyway? Is that something that's changing in our own lives? But Sadia, when, was, when you yeah. said about the dog thing, that kind of reminds me of kids at the park. Sometimes the kids would be playing together and the parents, you know, don't really talk to each other. And I've had that before. And I, I kind of want to start the conversation, but I can sense that the other mum or the other parent doesn't really want to talk. And you think, oh, do You're I... You're checking out to see if they're good looking and stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, but sometimes I, I think what it is, and I get that sometimes, you know, even, you know, as, as a parent, I feel sometimes a bit shy to make new friends, to make new parent friends. And, you know, you just don't know how to approach it. You don't know. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if our listeners have, uh, you know, have that. If you're not at a play group or a play date or, you know, meeting parents through school, just meeting other parents at a playground, it's sometimes a bit yeah. daunting to just strike up a conversation. Unless you see them multiple times in the same location, then you yeah. kind of pluck up the courage a little bit. Yeah, mm. uh, it's true. And I think, but I think everyone is feeling the same, though. You know, the chances are, Noreen, if you're feeling that as a parent, that, oh, can I talk to this, this you know, the, the child, my, my daughter gets along with her and it'd be really nice to see if they get along and they can have play days and things like that. I think quite a few parents are probably hesitant. I think we're all quite sort of protective where children are concerned. Um, there may have been a time, too. I mean, I know that my husband and myself, you know, we love we love little kids and when we're out and about we kind of see these really cute kids and we will smile at them and we will say something you know if they're sitting behind a, on the bus to it, we will say something but i think we've all started to become a little bit more wary of that because because you know we don't want anyone to think that oh we just you know we we go around just just talking to children or whatever but you know it's certain things uh, in society have yeah. kind of made you a little bit more careful about stuff um, every you know certainly to do with children, but to, but generally I think perhaps in a mother and toddler group and stuff, um, the the research shows actually have less problems conversing with people and they are less likely to be um, you know inhibited where we're talking to people are concerned. Their their social skills, their conversational skills are better. While men tend to they don't talk as much, but they tend to it's about action with them it's about an activity that they're doing so men can go and play sports with other men they don't necessarily need to talk very much but women will actually talk and comment on someone's appearance or say oh i like your shoes or you know because you don't see many men saying oh i like your shoes oh, that tie looks really nice they should say that yeah yes. and they should yeah. why not yes. but then it's just not they they would you know they just think well, I'm yeah, not going to say that. That's awkward. Yeah, that? yeah. So, but I think the main thing is, is that it seems as if these, these, uh, you know, these anxieties, these issues that we're having following the pandemic, and I'm sure, and in countries where it's still, I mean, here we've still got lockdown and things like that. It's not about that we are losing those skills. It's about the fact that we have just lost practice we have been away from it for too long and it's going to take a bit of time to wean back into that thing. I don't know whether it's ever going to be as it was because now we are almost like psychologically when we when I watch the TV now and I see and I'm watching a film where there's a big gathering of people my first instinct is slight panic where I think oh my god they're not wearing masks oh. and they're not and why are they talking like that? You know? Sadia, so funny you mentioned that. I'm going to put this up on Facebook Live. I don't know if our listeners can see this. I was um, at Admiralty MTR today. And, you know, usually at the uh, in the MTR, there are a lot of different ads, you know, from hair dyes to fitness to all sorts of products. And then I walked across... Um, one of Ocean Park, and I'll just put it up. I don't know if our listeners can see it. And the and the people in the poster were wearing masks. And I thought to myself, yeah. that's very strange. It's of a, a mum and a dad. Uh, sorry, a mum and, and her son, sort of petting the giant uh, t uh, tortoise and some meerkats. And the mum and the kid were in face masks and i'd that, never that seen that is the way we see it now i never see yeah. posters or ads around town with people in face masks so i, I was like oh that's a bit weird 
Yeah, it's funny that because that, that, similar to that, I was watching the TV here and just the other day they had the funeral, you know, Prince oh, Philip. Yes. And, um, and then I saw the Queen coming out in one of her cool cars and she's sitting there and the Queen had a black mask on and everybody was sitting in the car had a black mask on and then they went into the church and there was a, a view of you know all of the royal family standing there and and they all had these black masks on and i was thinking gosh you know we are so used to seeing that now and it looks odd to see the queen because i've never seen the queen because she makes appearances on tv and things like that and then you know I, I was just thinking, I said to my daughter, I said, you know, in a, in 10 years time or five years time, when people look back at some of these images, you know, kids are going to say, why are they wearing masks? What's going on? What was happening? And, and there is such a huge history being made at the moment and the number of stories, the number of things that are going to come out of this and the number of different anxieties we have and and how life has changed is immense. Like, And to explain that to somebody, because you just said it was a shock for you just to see a post like that. You know, we feel that when we see films or something else where somebody is unmasked and people are dancing close together or being intimate and you think, oh my goodness, what are they doing? Like, you know, so it's amazing how it changes your whole way of looking at things. Yeah, you know? that, that's such an interesting uh, way I to put it. Over time, we'll we'll grow out of it. Well, yeah, better this way. That I think what what will be shocking is if we start seeing people um, wearing masks in movies and on the TV. Now that would be really weird. Yeah, because they are making series. I, I've noticed that quite a few new series of programs that are coming out. I was just watching the BBC the other day, and and people are standing at quite a distance to one another. That's what you see. That they are still filming, and some of these movies and stuff are still going on. But you'll see that there is a distance between people, so they're trying to keep it safe. Yeah. So it's quite interesting, really. Well, Sadia, as always, it's always a pleasure to to chat with you uh, this week on Chinwag, and thank you so much for sharing your observation on small talk. You haven't lost your touch, and I'm really glad you shared your (laughs) bus stop experiences with our listeners today. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you very much indeed, Sadia. See ya. And a quick.